Alhamdulillah وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا تقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس تقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار with the explanation of the 40 hadith of Al-Imam An-Nawi rahimahullah ta'ala and we are still covering the fifth hadith Al-Hadith Al-Khamis An Aisha radiallahu anha Qalat Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Man ahdatha Man ahdatha fi amrina hadha ma laysa minhu فهو رد وفي رواية لمسلم من عمل عملا ليس عليه أمرنا فهو رد. So the narration on the authority of Aisha radiallahu anha, she mentioned that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, whoever introduces something into this affair of ours, meaning the religion. That which is not from it, it is rejected. Meaning that whoever adds something to the religion, whoever makes up something new in the deen, that which is not from it is rejected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the other wording, which is in the Sahih of Imam Muslim, the Prophet mentioned whoever does an action that does not have our affair over it, it is rejected. Because perhaps one may say that he is not the one who introduced this act. The person is doing something that's newly invented in the deen. But he's not the one who made it up. So if you quote the first narration, Whoever introduces something into this affair of ours that's not from it is rejecting the person. Say, well, I didn't make this up. Okay, well, the second wording is for him. Whoever does an action that does not have our affair over, meaning whoever does an action that's not in accordance to the deen. So whether you are the one who introduced the newly invented matter in the religion, 
or you're just the one who's practicing it, but you didn't introduce it, in both cases, it is rejected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not allowed for anyone to add or to change anything of the deen. The deen is perfect, the deen is complete. And this is why no one can come with their own personal understandings of the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Understand? Because Allah Azza wa Jal revealed the Quran to the Prophet Muhammad And it was his job, his duty and responsibility to clarify what has been revealed And the Prophet clarified the religion He taught the religion And the Prophet didn't conceal anything that Allah commanded him to convey to the people So with that being said the deen is perfect and complete No one can come in 2019 With some new interpretation of the words of Allah And then it be accepted We, should, we never will accept that Never No matter how much a person may try to Razzle and dazzle you with his speech If it is something that doesn't agree With what Allah has revealed from the Quran Doesn't agree with the sunnah And is not what was taught to the companions of the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, by the Prophet Muhammad himself وسلم, it is rejected and this is how the deen is preserved and protected because it is, the door is not opened for anyone to add something to the deen rather the door is shut closed Allah Azza wa Jal He mentions وَاَعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعٌ وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا Hold on all together to the robe of Allah and do not be divided. That statement of Allah Azza wa Jal is a commandment that the Muslims have unity amongst themselves. For the robe of Allah, it is the deen of Allah. The rope of Allah is the Quran The rope of Allah is the Sunnah The rope of Allah is Islam So Allah commands us Hold on all together to the rope of Allah And do not be divided So the origin as it relates to The relationship between the Muslims Is that they are supposed to be together As one and not split And it is not allowed to separate And differ and break off into different parties and groups That's the rule However The Prophet Sallallahu foretold By way of revelation That the people will split Even though Allah commands us To hold on to the rope of Allah altogether And not be divided the Prophet ﷺ informed us that the people, they will split And they will break off into different groups The Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned If taraqat al-yahud ala ihda wa sab'ina firqa Wa iftaraqat al-nasara ala ihnatayn wa sab'ina firqa Wa satafteriku hadihi al-umma Allah 
قال من كان على ما أنا عليه اليوم أصحابي وفي رواية قال الجماعة The Prophet وسلم, he mentioned that the nation of the Yahud, the Jews, they split into 71 groups. And the nation of the Nasara, the Christians, they split into 72. And this nation was split into 73, all of them in the Hellfire except for one. The Sahaba, or it was said, O Messenger of Allah, which group is that? Meaning, which group is going to be saved? He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, those who are upon what me and my companions are upon today. Meaning, those who follow the way of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. How he practiced Islam, how he understood Islam, how he worshipped Allah, how he believed. And not just him, but also his companions. Those who follow him and his companions, this is the group that is saved from being from the other groups. These other groups, what is the cause for them going into the hellfire? Here is the innovation in the deen. It's innovation in the deen. These other groups, they are Muslims. But they strayed away from the, the correct understanding and practice of the deen, the way the Prophet وسلم, and the Sahaba understood and practiced. As he said, those who are upon with me and my companions are upon. Another narration mentions the jama'ah. And Abdullah bin Mas'ud, he stated, Al jama'ah ma wafaq al haq in kunta wahda. That the jama'ah is what agrees with the truth, even if you're by yourself. The jama'ah is what agrees with the truth, even if you're by yourself. So you have, unfortunately, in, in this day and time, people who call for Muslim unity. But upon what? You find individuals calling for Muslim unity. Let's just come together. That's not correct because Allah says in the Quran, hold on to the rope of Allah altogether. So if the Muslims are to unite, they have to unite upon what Allah commands us to unite upon. Not just uniting because of the color of the skin or because of the geographic location or tribal ties and cultural practices, that's not the reason why the Muslims should unite. The Muslims are supposed to unite upon the truth. Unite upon the Quran. Unite upon the Sunnah. That's what's going to keep the people together. As for people uniting upon cultural practices or tribalism and geographic locations, and other than that, this doesn't last. Because that's not for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if we come together as one, practicing the Qur'an, the way the Prophet وسلم, practiced the Qur'an and the Sahaba, that will keep the people together. What Allah says, وَاتْخُرُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ إِذْ كُنْتُمْ أَعْدَاءً فَأَلَّفَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِكُمْ فَأَسْبَحْتُمْ بِنِعْمَةِهِ إِخْوَانًا 
Remember the favor of Allah upon you when you were enemies to one another. And then Allah, He brought harmony between your hearts. And by His favor, you became brothers in faith. How did Allah bring the hearts of the people together? By way of the Quran. By way of the Sunnah. Because you look at Medina. The two tribes that were there, that were fighting one another, and there was tribal warfare between Al-Aws and Khazraj in Medina. There were two main tribes there that had tribal warfare between them for many years. Al-Aws and Khazraj. These are the two tribes. Aws is one tribe. Khazraj is the other tribe. These tribes fought one another and there was bloodshed between them. And nothing could bring harmony between them except when Islam came. When Islam came, then Allah brought their hearts together upon the faith. So then they became united. Other than that, nothing would unite them. Not money, not geographic location, nothing. Not marriage, people marrying to the other tribe, nothing stopped the bloodshed and the tribal warfare. But Allah Azza wa Jal, by His bounty and favor upon them, by giving them Islam, this is what united their hearts. So we are commanded to unite upon the truth, upon the religion. And whatever is a cause for differing and separating, breaking up that unity upon the truth is forbidden in the deed. It's forbidden in the deed. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, وَأَنَّ هَذَا صِرَاطِي مُسْتَقِيمًا فَاتَّبِعُوهُ وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا السُّبَلَ فَتَفَرَّقَ بِكُمْ عَنْ سَبِيلٍ ذَلِكُمْ وَصَّاكُمْ بِهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Allah, He states, and this is my path, which is straight. Therefore, follow it. Don't follow the other paths. Because they will separate you away from his path. Don't follow the other the paths, like the paths of innovation, definitely. Because the paths of innovation will separate you away from the path of Allah. And will cause division between the people. This is what Allah says. And do not follow the other paths, for they will separate you away from his path. And that's what Allah has commanded you with in order that you may attain piety. So this is a commandment from Allah that we follow his path and don't follow the other ways because those other paths that which is other than Islam these are the paths of the shaitan the devil where is this coming from? the Prophet sallallahu and this is a hadith of Abdullah bin Mas'ud he said khatta lana rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam khatta ثم قال هذا سبيل الله ثم خط عن يمينه وعن شماله خطوطا ثم قال هذه السبل المتفرقة على كل سبيل منها شيطان يدعو إليه ثم تلا وأن هذا سراطي مستقيما فاتبعوه 
ولا تتبعوا السبل فتفرق بكم عن سبيلي Abu Labi Mas'udi said the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam drew a line in the sand or on the ground drew one straight line and he said this is the path of Allah and then he drew lines on the right and he drew lines on the left and then he said these different paths here at the head of each path there's a devil calling to it a devil Shaytan Ala kulli sabilin minha Shaytan yad'ilay At the head of each path is a Shaytan that's calling the people Calling people away from what? Away from Allah's path So anytime There's an individual who's calling someone away from Islam Away from what Prophet Muhammad understood Away from what the Sahaba were upon He fits the description Of this narration Of being a shaitan Because the shaitan doesn't have to be a jinn A shaitan can be a jinn Or it can be a human, a human devil You have human devils And they come in All shapes and sizes and colors It's not one race They're the devil you got devils from every race In all lands you find devils From amongst human beings Meaning individuals who are wicked And they call to evil And they separate the people from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala These individuals They are, they are from the soldiers of Iblis They do the work of Iblis So with these type of individuals We don't take, we don't take the matter lightly We don't play around with them because they're misleading people So the Prophet described them At the head of each path There's a shaitan calling to And then he recited The statement of Allah And this is my path Straight path Therefore follow it And do not follow the other paths Or they will separate you away from his path Allah Azza wa Jal He mentions إِنَّ الَّذِينَ فَرَّقُوا دِينَهُمْ وَكَانُوا شِيعًا لَسْتَ مِنْهُمْ فِي شَيْءٍ Indeed, those who separate their religion and break off into different groups and parties, you have nothing to do with them. This is Allah saying this to Prophet Muhammad that the people who break off into different parties and groups going away from what Allah has revealed, Straying away from the understanding Because remember when Allah sent Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu He didn't just send Prophet Muhammad with the Quran And that's it But he sent Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu With the Quran And the proper understanding of the Quran And the proper practical application of the Quran All of that came together Is it feasible that Allah sends the Prophet with the Qur'an But yet everyone is allowed to practice the way they want to practice And understand the way they want to understand That's going to lead to differing That's going to lead to the people Separating and having different parties and sects within the religion So when Allah sent Prophet Muhammad وسلم, He sent them with the Qur'an With the correct understanding of the Qur'an And the correct practical application of the Qur'an 
Prophet didn't just come with the Quran and recite it and say, okay, now you do what you want with it. Believe how you want to believe. Say whatever you want to say about the Quran. Interpret it the way you want to interpret No, no, no. no. That, there's no room in Islam for that. And we don't allow that door to be opened. And then whenever we see someone trying to go down that path, the person is to be reminded. And if the person continues and be obstinate, then that person is dealt with in a stern manner. Because of the person being obstinate. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam he mentioned and this is from the narration of Al Irbad ibn Sariya. He said, وَعَذَنَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ مَوْعِذَ ذَرِفَتْ مِنْهَا الْعُيُونَ وَوَجِلَتْ مِنْهَا الْقُلُوبِ فَقُلْنَا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ إِنَّ هَذِهِ لَمَوْعِذَ مَوَدِّعْ فَمَاذَا تَحْهُلْ إِلَيْنَا قَالَ قَدْ تَرَتْتُكُمْ عَلَى الْبَيْضَاءِ لَيْلُهَا كَنَهَارِهَا لَا يُزِيغْ فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِمَا عَرَفْتُمْ مِنْ سُنَّتِي وَسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءِ الرَّاشِدِينَ الْمَهْدِيِينَ عَبْضُوا عَلَيْهَا بِالنَّوَاجِذْ وَعَلَيْكُمْ بِالطَّاعَةِ وَإِنَّ عَبْدًا حَبَشِيًّا فَإِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنْ كَالْجَمَلِ الْعُنْفِ حَيْثُمَا قِيدَ إِنْقَادَ أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم الإرباد بن سعري he said the Messenger ﷺ gave us an admonition that caused the eyes to shed tears and the hearts to tremble in fear. So we said, O Messenger of Allah, it is as if this is a farewell admonition you're giving us, like a farewell speech that you're giving us. So what do you advise us with? If this is a farewell speech, what are you advising us with? So the Prophet Sallallahu he said I have left you upon that which is white and clear It's night or his night is like his day No ambiguity the, the deen is clear Alhamdulillah Deen is not a mystery the Quran is not a mystery How to practice Islam is not a mystery Allah Azzawajal is not a mystery As some of the misguided Or rather as the misguided uh, 5% nation They say That we worship a mystery God Allah is not a mystery There's nothing mis- uh, The signs are clear that Allah exists The Quran Is clearly a book from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And not man made Just one Point that can be mentioned The Quran was revealed to Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Over 1400 years ago And within the Quran Allah mentions the stages of birth Or the stages of pregnancy For the embryo in the womb Was there technology At that time That can put the camera Inside of the womb and watch And monitor the stages of birth or uh, the pregnancy in order for it to be written out 
No. That's a, that was a matter of the unseen at that time. But yet in the Quran, it is mentioned just how it happens. How could that have been something that's man-made with that type of information? And there are many other examples that can be given to show that the Quran is truly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And no falsehood can come to the Quran, not from in front of it, nor from behind it. And no one who misinterprets the Quran with a false interpretation can get away with it. Except that he's going to be exposed. As one deviant individual he said that Allah says in the Quran that you can choose any name of Allah you want Allah he said the, 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 and quoted from Surah Al-Hashr what did he quote? you ain't not gonna believe <laughs> what he quoted لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خشى متصدعا من خشية الله to the end he quoted from there to the end to the end of the, of the surah the first verse verse 21 is talking about the magnificence of the Quran Right? If we have revealed this Qur'an upon a mountain, you will see the mountain crumble out of the fear of Allah. These are the verses that we give the example of in order that you may ponder and reflect. Then the next verse, Allahu ladhi la ilaha illahu. He is Allah, the one who none has the right to be worshipped except for Him. Alimul ghaybi wa shahada. Huwa rahmanur rahim. The Noah of the unseen and that which is apparent. And he is the most merciful, the bestower of mercy. Where in the verse does it say, pick any name of Allah you want? Then the next verse, هُوَ اللَّهُ الَّذِي لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّهُ الْمَلِكُ الْقُدُّوسُ السَّلَامُ الْمُؤْمِنُ الْمُحَيْمِنُ الْعَزِيزُ الْجَبَّارُ الْمُتَكَبِّرُ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ عَمَّهُ Same thing. هِيَ اللَّهُ he is Allah, the one who none had the right to be worshipped except for him. Al-Malik, Al-Qut. And Allah starts mentioning his names. Nowhere does it say, pick any name you want for yourself. The last verse, Hu Allahu Khaliq. To the end, nowhere does it say in these verses, pick the name you want. So the, the deviant, he just, threw, he just threw it out there. It's in the Quran. that You can pick, Allah, so you can pick any name of Allah you want. And then he... Put Surah 59 from verses 21 to 24. Nowhere found. So I said, post the verses with the Arabic. You don't want to post it. Just keep talking. Bro, stop talking and post the verses. So I posted the verses. I said, it don't say that in no English translation. And here's the Arabic right here. Which one of these Arabic sentences say that? Start ducking. Going here and there. The name As-Samad. Allah says, Allahu Samad. Allah As-Samad 
has and it tells many meanings. But from the meanings of as-samad, the one who doesn't eat and drink, how can somebody say that he is as-samad and he eats and he drinks? You can't have that name. You cannot choose that name for yourself because there's a principle. Every name, the attribute is connected to it. So a person can be Abdul Samad, the servant of As Samad, but a person cannot name himself As Samad. Because that will mean that he is the one who doesn't eat, he doesn't drink, he doesn't need anything or anyone from creation. Which human being has that characteristic? None. No one from mankind is independent from creation. Every last one of us, we have to eat. Every last one of us, we, we drink, we need water, right? We need clothing, right? We need shelter, protect us from the cold weather, right? If we want to keep our lineage going, we need a wife to have relations with, to impregnate by the permission of Allah so that she can have a child. And human beings have needs. Allah has no needs. But yet, the individual, after lying on Allah and saying that Allah says in the Quran you can choose any name of His, he wants to say, Well, where does it say in the Quran you can't choose the name? <laughs> Come on. Bro. You done lied already. Your credibility is shot. And I mentioned to you, you know, you, you don't have scholastic integrity. Because you are an individual, you will lie just to be correct. You'll do anything to be correct, even if it means you have to lie. You can't debate with a person like that. If a person has scholastic integrity, when, when you prove him wrong, he will say, you're correct, I'm wrong. Because of the integrity is there. But a person who doesn't have scholastic integrity, what are you going to do with a person like this? So you just leave them alone, and you warn against them, and stay away from them. Look what Prophet Muhammad, or going back to this narration... The Prophet says, I have left you upon that which is white and clear. As night is like as day. Nobody deviates from it except one who is destroyed. Anyone who deviates from the Quran and the Sunnah, he's destroyed. These are the words of the Prophet. Whoever from amongst you lives after me, meaning after his death, you're going to see a lot of differing, meaning amongst the Muslims. The Prophet foretold that there's going to be differing amongst the Muslims. What is this differing? From it is the matters of innovation in the religion. People adding new things to the religion. Not everybody's going to go for that. Because you're going to have, there's always going to be a group of people that's going to stand firm upon the truth. There's never going to be a time that all of the Muslims are wrong. It's always going to be a group. As long as there are Muslims on the earth. Always going to be a group amongst them that is upright upon the truth until Allah sends that wind towards the end of the time to take the souls of all of the believers. They're always going to be a group because the law, the Prophet mentioned that Allah will not unite this ummah upon misguidance. Somebody has to be right, it's not going to be all of the Muslims are wrong. It's possible that the majority of the Muslims are wrong, but then there's going to be someone who still holds to what Prophet Muhammad taught. So may Allah make us from them. I mean. 
So the Prophet ﷺ said, during this time when you see a lot of differing, when the Muslims are differing, this one has his, his opinion, this one has his opinion, this one has his understanding. The Prophet said, upon you is following what you know from my sunnah. That's how we get out of the differing. Let's, what did the Prophet believe? Anytime when people want to come and bring up issues, you ask, okay, well, what did Prophet Muhammad believe? What did Prophet Muhammad ﷺ say? What did he practice? How did he understand this issue? Right? Because remember, he's the one who came with the Quran. So now, when we measure up your understanding to Prophet Muhammad's understanding, your understanding is in one valley and the Prophet's understanding is in another valley. How can we take from you and abandon the Prophet? How? Allah didn't send you. Allah sent the Prophet Muhammad So stick with what you know from the deen This is the Prophet saying فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِمَا عَرَفْتُمْ مِنْ سُنَّةِ Upon you is holding on to what you know to be from my sunnah and That's an important point What you know to be from the sunnah That what you don't know to be from the sunnah You don't follow it Until you get clarity Is this matter actually from the sunnah or not? If it is something that is from the sunnah, then we follow it, we hold on to it, we don't let it go. But if it's not something from the sunnah, and it's something that is fabricated, then we reject it. And you know, he also mentioned following the sunnah of the rightly guided khulafa, meaning Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, and Ali. And you can add in there uh, Al-Hasan, because his six-month period of khilafah, is the end of the 30 years of the Khilafah of Prophethood. The Prophet, he said, bite on to it with your molar teeth. And the teeth in the back. Why those teeth in the back, Shaykh? Stronger grip. Stronger, stronger grip. If you put a rope here and try to bite, and I can, I probably can just snatch it out, probably with your front teeth with it. Right or wrong? You biting on it and I just, Yank it, and maybe your front teeth come out. But you bite on them back there, and somebody, they're going to have a hard time. The Prophet is saying, bite on to his way, in the way of the, the, the rightly guided khulafa, with those teeth in the back. So you can have a strong grip, so nobody can just rip it away from you. Nobody can just take your deen away from you. Because you're biting on with the molar teeth, the teeth in the back. Can you, can you say the hadith you know, you know, The Prophet said min sunnati. Upon you Is holding on to that which you know To be from my sunnah Was sunnatil khulafa Al-rashidin al-mahdiyin And the sunnah of the rightly guided khulafa So then the Prophet said to bite on to it with your molar teeth. And the teeth in the back. To the end of the narration. So here we see the Prophet وسلم, is warning against innovation. Because these are those affairs which have caused the differing amongst the Muslims. And the Prophet has given us the solution which will protect us from falling into that differing. And that is holding on to his way in the way of 
the rightly guided Khulafa who are the heads of the Sahaba. Allah mentions, وَمَنْ يُشَاقِكَ الرَّسُولِ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ الْهُدَى وَيَتَّبِعْ غَيْرَ سَبِيلِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ نُوَلِّهِ مَا تَوَلَّى وَنُصْلِهِ جَهَنَّمْ وَسَاءَتْ مَصِيرًا And whoever opposes the messenger after the matter has been made clear to him, meaning after the proof has reached the person, he knows better, but he still opposes. And he follows a path other than that of the believers. Meaning he follows a way other than the way of the Sahaba, because they are the first believers. We will turn him to what he turned himself to. And then we will burn him in hell with an evil abode. A serious threat and warning from the Prophet ﷺ, from Allah regarding opposing the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ in the way of the companions. The Prophet ﷺ foretold that there will come a people who will speak to you about matters of religion, things you never heard in your life before. Right? Like Allah says, choose any name you want to choose from His name. Ain't about animals. <laughs> and it's in the Quran. The Prophet said, سيكون في آخر أمتي ناس يحدثونكم بما لم تسمعوا أنتم ولا آباؤكم فإياكم وإياهم. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi said, "They will come towards the end of my ummah, a people who will speak to you with that which you never heard before, not you nor your forefathers." So you be aware and let them be aware. Serious affair here. The Prophet is speaking about people making up things in the religion. Something no one never heard this before. That's how you know it's something newly invented. Because if you ask them, did the Prophet know about this? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is what we ask the people of innovation when they try to come with their innovation. Was the Prophet aware of this? Did the Prophet practice this? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Did the Sahaba, did they know about this? Did they practice this? If they say yes, they say, okay, well, show us what book. Because alhamdulillah, the deen is preserved. The narrations are preserved. What book we can find this in? What verse in the Quran? Aisha radiallahu anha She mentioned An incident that took place When she was in the presence of the Prophet sallallahu And this is a fundamental As it relates to dealing with the people of misguidance and deviance People of innovation Qalat tala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Hadihi al-ayah هُوَ الَّذِي أَنزَلَ عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابِ مِنْهُ آيَاتٌ مُحْكَمَاتٌ هُنَّ أُمُّ الْكِتَابِ وَأُخَرُ مُتَشَابِهَاتٌ 
فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ زَيْغٌ فَيَتَّبِعُونَ مَا تَشَابَهَ مِنْ اِبْتِغَاءَ الْفِتْنَةِ وَبْتِغَاءَ تَأْوِيلِهِ وَمَا يَعْلَمُ تَأْوِيلَهُ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَالرَّاسِخُونَ فِي الْعِلْمِ يَقُولُونَ آمَنَّا بِهِ كُلٌّ مِنْ عِنْدِ رَبِّنَا وَمَا يَذَّكَّرُوا إِلَّا أُولُو الْأَلْبَابِ Aisha radiyallahu anha she mentioned the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam recited this verse. He is the one who sent down upon you the book. From the book, meaning the Quran, there are the clear verses, which are the mother of the book, and then you have the other verses, which are the unclear verses. Well, what's meant by clear verses and unclear verses? We want to get there. As for those who have deviance in their hearts, this is Allah speaking, this is the ayah in the Quran. As for those who have deviance in their hearts, they follow that which is unclear, seeking to be problematic, seeking to make fitna, and seeking in its interpretation, but no one knows its interpretation except for Allah. And those who are firmly grounded in knowledge, they say, we believe in it. All of it is from our Lord. And no one will reflect upon it except for the people of understanding. After the Prophet recited this verse, Aisha said, he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, فَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ الَّذِينَ يَتَّبِعُونَ مَا تَشَابَهَ مِنْ فَأُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ سَمَّ اللَّهِ فَاحْذَرُوهُمْ the Prophet said, whenever you see individuals following that which is unclear from the Qur'an, those are the ones Allah was speaking about. Be aware of them. What's intended here by clear and unclear? Clear verses, the scholars have explained, these are the verses that are specific with details. The unclear verses are the general verses that are in need of those other verses for explanation. So what do the people of deviance do? They go to general verses. And then they give their interpretation. Because with this specific clear detailed verses they can't play around with it so they go to something general seeking to make fitna that's one interpretation seeking to make fitna another interpretation the unclear verses are those verses that are dealing with the attributes of Allah And it is not clear how the attribute is. We know the meaning, but we don't know the how. Allah says He has a face, He has a face. Allah describes Himself as having hands, He has hands. But we don't know how the hands of Allah are because we haven't seen Allah to say how His hands are or how His face is. But we believe Allah has hands, because it's mentioned in the Quran. So the people of deviance, what they do, they seek 
to interpret that which Allah has not given the people the knowledge of. So they'll say, hands means power, and not actual hands. Make you fitna in the deen. You understand? Hands mean power. Face doesn't really mean face. Allah being pleased, it doesn't mean that Allah is pleased, it just means Allah will reward you. They interpret like that. Allah didn't rise above the throne. What it means is that Allah, He, uh, He conquered the throne. He took. And, and, and in this, subhanAllah, bihamdi, in their false interpretations, they open up the door for other deviants. As an example, Allah says, Ar-Rahman ala That the most merciful, He rose above the throne. Okay, Allah says He rose above the throne. We say He rose above the throne. How did Allah rise above the throne? We don't know. Because we don't know the essence of Allah to speak about how His attribute is. But we say what Allah said. The deviants, they say, no, what rose meaning He conquered. Allah conquered the throne. But look, this opens up a door to another aspect of deviance. Why? If we say that Allah has conquered the throne, then that means that the throne was in the possession of someone else. And then Allah conquered and then took over the throne. And that's a deviance because Allah created the throne. There was no one who owned the throne before Allah and then Allah conquered and took over the throne. So they say, instead of, instead of them saying istawa, they say istawla. So they change the words. They change the words. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, when you, when you see these type of people, فَإِذَا رَعَيْتَ الَّذِينَ يَتَّبِعُونَ مَا تَشَابَهَ مِنْ فَأُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ سَمَّ اللَّهُ فَحْذَرُهُمْ When you see those who follow that which is unclear, then those are the ones who Allah has named. Be aware of them. And you stay away from them. And this is the origin as it relates to the people of deviance and misguidance. We stay away from them. Because we don't want to be influenced by them. Some of you brothers can relate Back in the days If somebody Sneezed and Let's say Some snot came out their nose When we was children We all would run away And go ew And we do poker poker dot dot I got my cootie shots right Stay away from the person because we didn't want the cooties. That's, that's the word we used to use. <laughs> we didn't want the cooties. We didn't want to get sick. So we, we stayed away. And then, you know, some kids, they not. They come in, we try to touch you and say, get, get away. So everybody running. And we did that because of, of fear of a physical sickness. Catching the, the cold of the person. This is more serious than that. This is for the, this is the heart we're speaking about here. Look what Allah says. 
وإذا رأيت الذين يخوضون في آياتنا فاعرض عنهم حتى يخوضوا في حديث غيره وإما ينسينك الشيطان فلا تقعد بعد الذكرى مع القوم الظالمين And when you see people indulging in vain speech regarding our verses turn away from them until they indulge in other speech this verse right here tells us that when when you come across a person who's playing around with the Quran and falsely interpreting the Quran abandon him turn away from him it's in the Quran that's surah an'am verse number 68 that's right there in the Quran but you have some muslims they want to be apologetic and you know try to uh What's the word I'm looking for? Huh? Appease the people of misguidance and deviance. Allah says turn away from them. Turn away from them until they change their speech. You don't be, you, these type of people, you don't be like have like a close alliance and friendship with them because they can, can corrupt, they can corrupt you. The, what Allah says, and if the shaitan causes you to forget, don't sit with them after you remember or don't sit with the wrongdoing people after you remember another verse وَقَدْ نَزَّلَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الْكِتَابِ أَنْ إِذَا سَمِعْتُمْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ يُكْفَرُ بِهَا وَيُسْتَهْزَأُ بِهَا فَلَا تَقْعُدُوا مَعْهُمْ حَتَّى يَخُوضُوا فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرِي إِنَّكُمْ إذن مثلهم إن الله جامع المنافقين والكافرين في جهنم جميعا. Allah says in another verse, this is Surah An-Nisa, verse one forty. Indeed, Allah has revealed the book upon you, or indeed Allah has revealed upon you in the book. نعم. Indeed, Allah has revealed upon you in the book that when you hear the verses of Allah being disbelieved in and being made mockery of, do not sit with them. You can't sit with people who play around with, with the Quran or hold conversation with individuals who are playing around with the Quran as if you know everything is okay. No, this is a serious offense. And the people of misguidance and innovation, this is exactly what they do. They play around with the, with the interpretation of the Qur'an. So do not sit with them until they change their speech. And if you do and continue to sit with them, then you will be similar to them. Indeed Allah will gather the hypocrites and the disbelievers all together in the hellfire. Ibn Aoun, he said, that Muhammad ibn Sirin, he used to view that this verse here, regarding turning away from those who indulge a vain speech about the verses of Allah, 
that this verse is dealing with the people of desires. People of innovation, people of desires. Just that the verse is talking about them. Layth ibn Abi Sulaim, he mentioned on Abi Ja'far, La tujalisu ahl al khusumat, do not sit with the people of false argumentation For indeed they are the ones who indulge in vain speech regarding the verses of Allah Not everybody is to be debated Some people you have to leave them in their deviance Especially when it's clear that they are individuals who do not want the truth and that they are arguing to win, not arguing for the truth or debating for the truth. Nor are the individuals who will accept the truth once it has become clear. Rather, when you expose one matter, they run to another matter. And when you expose them on that, they run to another place. These type of individuals don't waste your time with them. After the death of the Prophet ﷺ, this is when the matters of innovation started to appear. And we have one of the first groups of innovation, the Qadariyah. The people who believed that Allah does not know what the servant is going to do until after the servant does the act. And they were from out of Iraq. And their leader was an individual by the name of Ma'bad al-Juhani. So, when two from amongst the tabi'een, they went to make Hajj or Umrah, they met Abdullah ibn Umar. And they informed him about these people. And mind you, they mentioned that these individuals were studious. These individuals were studious. Some people go astray after knowledge. Some people go astray after knowledge. So when they mentioned to Abdullah bin Umar their situation, he said, فَإِذَا لَقِيْتَ أُولَٰئِكَ فَخْبِرْهُمْ أَنِّي بَرِئٌ مِّنْهُمْ وَأَنَّهُمْ بُرَعَاءٌ مِّنِّي When you go back and you see these people, tell them I'm free from them, and they are free from me. I have nothing to do with them. And this is a companion. You know, this is from like the last of the companions who are alive. He's freeing himself from them because they have brought something new into the deen that wasn't present in the time of the Prophet Never did the Prophet teach the people that Allah doesn't know something. Or that Allah doesn't know what a person is going to do until after he does it. Or Allah doesn't know what a person is going to say until after he says it. The Prophet never taught that. Never. So this is a newly invented ideology these individuals were bringing into the religion. So Abdullah ibn Umar, he took a strong stance against them and said, Tell them I'm free from them. And that they are free from me. And he said that if they had gold the size of the mountain of Uhud, and they spent it all, it will not be accepted from them. 
until they believe in the Qadr. And then he went on to mention the hadith of Jibreel that his father, he heard from his father that one day they were sitting with the Messenger of Allah and the man came to the end of the narration. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma la tujalis ahl al-ahwa do not sit with the people of desires meaning the people of innovation they follow the desires because they, their desires is what makes them to innovate and bring things into the religion فَإِنَّمَا جَالَسَتَهُمْ مُمْرِضَةٌ لِلْقُلُوبِ for indeed sitting with them will cause the hearts to become sick. Sitting with them will cause your heart to become sick. And the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned this. الْمَرْءُ عَلَى دِينِ خَلِيلِهِ فَلْيَنْظُرَ حَدُكُمْ مَنْ يُخَالٍ That the person is upon the religion of his friend. So let each one of you look at who you take as a friend. عن أبي قلابة رضي الله عنه ورحمه الله قال لا تجالسوا أهل الأهواء ولا تجادلوهم فإني لا آمن أن يغمسوكم في ضلالاتهم أو يلبسوا عليكم ما تعرفون أبي قلابة he stated do not sit with the people of desires nor debate with them for I do not feel safe that they may put you inside of their misguidance, they enter you into it, or they may confuse you regarding that which you know. Not everybody is to be debated, and some people you have to just leave them alone out of the protection for your heart. As the early Muslims, when people would come to them and say, Let's debate. Some of them will put their hands in their ears and walk away. Like, I don't want to hear anything from you. One of them, one of the scholars of the past, he was approached and they said to him, uh, can we read to you? He said, no. He said, then read to us. He said, no, not even half of an ayah. I'm not, get, like, get away from me. He said, what's the problem? He said, he said, I fear that you may falsely interpret something from the verses of Allah and then it enters into my heart. But in this day and time, we find the Muslims being very lax as it when it comes to their deen. Don't just open up your heart to anybody. So you find people just listening to anybody and, and, and reading every, any and everything. You have to be careful what you read. You have to be careful what you listen to and who you listen to. You have to be careful. Because what the Prophet foretold is real. The Prophet wasallam he mentioned, Indeed, that which I fear uh, for you the most, I fear for you the most Every slick talking hypocrite 
Like a person, he has good speech, but he's a hypocrite. The prophet said he feared this for us. So that means you can't just listen to everybody because some people don't intend good. Some people, their intentions are other than what Allah has legislated for the believers. So Imam Malik, rahimahullah, he was in the masjid and it's mentioned that a man he came uh, to the masjid. And he said to Imam Malik, Ya Aba Abdullah, Ar Rahman al Arshistawa, Kafistawa. He said, O father of Abdullah, Allah says in the Quran, the most merciful rose above the throne. How did he rise above the throne? Imam Malik said, Al Istiwa Ghair Majhul. Allah rising above the throne is not unknown, meaning because it's in the Quran. But how he rises above the throne is not something that we can comprehend. And asking about this affair is a matter of innovation. And believing in it is obligatory. And then Imam Malik said, I see you to be a person of innovation. And Imam Malik commanded the man be kicked out of the masjid. Because he's causing problems in the, in the religion Right now We're very diligent As it relates to the cleanliness of the masjid If anybody comes in here And intentionally puts something on the carpet And he keeps doing it We want to put him out Right or wrong We're not going to let somebody come in here And destroy the masjid And start breaking stuff in the masjid No, we'll put him out the matter of innovation is more serious than that. Because it's not the rug that's being destroyed, it's the hearts of the people that's being destroyed. So you cannot open up the masjid for anyone to come and then he speaks and then he pushes his agenda. And be very careful. Because we, we are responsible to protect the people who come to the masjid. Okay? And we are responsible because you have new shahadas who come, people who are just learning Islam. So we can't let somebody come in here and then they start speaking about something that's totally deviant and is misleading the Muslims. So we have to be very careful. Barakallah fikum. Inshallah we'll stop at this point. Whatever is correct, the praise is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And whatever is incorrect, it is for myself. Subhanakallah. Alhamdulillah. Ashadu an la ilaha ilaha.